0: I'll say good day, day oh, goodbye to this world of world sin. In that land. land, I'll take my stand. It's good to be on this road to glory, on this road to glory, on this road to glory. Let's Hey, let me tell you this before Brother Looper comes. I was at the track walking the other day, and something came by me. And looking, it was Chris. That is the fastest young man. Don't nobody try to catch him, because I don't believe it. If we're going to have a race, I want Chris on my side. I'm telling you, that young man can run. I got tired of watching him. They just give me out. Preach, Brother Looper. Praise. Praise the Lord, everybody. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Lord, praise the Lord. How I many is glad to be in the house of God? If you're glad to be in God's house, why don't you shout hallelujah? hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord today. And uh, it's just an honor and a privilege every opportunity that we get to come to the God's house And to worship and to praise and to magnify him. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. Amen. I'm glad I've been baptized in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Brother Duplessis, for the wonderful word of the Lord this morning. And uh, congratulate our Sunday school children. Done a good job saying the memory verse today. Lord bless them and the efforts of our Sunday school teachers. It's not an easy job and uh, not a job that you get a lot of recognition for but we want to thank our sunday school teachers today and uh, their desire to do something for the lord so uh, we had a wonderful time yesterday evening out at brother derek and sister lisa's house at the sunday school party for the younger uh, sunday school classes thank them for doing so let's remember a youth camp coming up monday tuesday and wednesday Uh, The bus and the van will be leaving here at 8.30 uh, in the morning, and uh, you need to have eaten before you get here, and uh, they'll eat some uh, lunch before they get to the camp, so remember that. Be here uh, sometime a little after 8, get ready to go, and uh, that way they can pull out of here at 8.30 in the morning, and uh, so remember that. Good to see Sister Cook able to be in church today and uh, our prayers and thoughts are with her in a time of loss, sure miss Brother Cook being able to be in God's house, but much better place today and appreciate the legacy that he has left behind. And um, let's, uh, we uh, congratulate Brother Matthew here this morning, uh, home from his mission trip to Honduras and appreciate the endeavor that he has done. Hadn't got to talk to him yet about it, but I hear that he's had a wonderful time. And uh, I tell you, it's uh, commendable of these young people that has a desire to do something for the Lord, and uh, we are glad about that. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn to Exodus chapter 26, Exodus chapter 26, verse number 30 through number 33. And then we will be going to Matthew chapter 27, verses number 50 through uh, 51. So, uh, Exodus 26, verse 30 through 33. And thou shalt rear up the tabernacle according to the fashion thereof which was showed thee in the mount. God speaking to Moses. And uh, thou shalt make a veil of blue and purple and scarlet and fine twined linen of cunning work. With cherubim shall it be made. And thou shalt hang it upon the pillars of shittim wood overlaid with gold. Their hooks shall be of gold upon the four sockets of silver. And thou shalt hang up the veil under the tatches that thou mayest bring it thither within the veil the ark of the testimony. And the veil shall divide unto you between the holy place and the the most holy place. Looking at verse number 33 again, a little bit closer, it says that they shall hang the veil thou it, uh, that it may bring, that you're gonna bring in the ark of the testimony behind the veil, and the veil shall divide unto you between the holy place and the most holy place. The veil was given to divide the, the uh, people of God from the holy place. Then going to Matthew chapter number 27 through uh, 50, verse 50 and 51. This is when Jesus was being crucified on Calvary. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. Lord bless you for standing for the reading of the word of the Lord, you may be seated. Again, excuse my voice and my coughing today. I haven't seemed to have gotten over whatever this is that I have, but uh, bear with me a little while this morning. The word of God. Here this morning and, and uh, what I want to uh, preach to us for a few moments this morning is do not do not stop at the gate do not stop at the gate we read in the scripture where God had given Moses the tabernacle plan in the wilderness these are all types of and shadows to what was going to take place in the New Testament. And uh, if you get into, we, we do not have time to uh, really get into a deep Bible study about the tabernacle. But when you're looking at the tabernacle and uh, the new birth plan of salvation uh, that was given out uh, in the book of Acts that the Acts of the Apostles record this many, many times and on through the Gospels. It is talked about and uh, Jesus made mention of it, what was going to come. There is different types and shadows that goes back to the old tabernacle plan. And um, so, so this was given uh, to Moses and Moses started uh, building the tabernacle uh, known as the tabernacle in the wilderness. It was... Uh, Uh, Something that was very, uh, I I, I don't know, uh, uh, you know, it wasn't like the temple that Solomon built, but it had its beauty in its own way. There was a lot of work put into it. It was uh, portable where they could take it down and they could move it to different places when uh, the glory cloud began to move and and they could uh, follow it and then they would put it up in the midst of the camp of the children of Israel. There was a curtain, a veil that uh, was placed there that separated the uh, children of God from the holy place, the most holy place. There was areas that they were not allowed to ever visit. There is no one that's seen these areas, but the priest would see it uh, one time a year. And uh, when he would go into the holiest of holy place uh, there, there was uh, a lot of uh, record about what was in there and and uh, what what was going on but there was there was a place where where they just that was as far as they could go. they could not uh, go any further, but they had to stop, and uh, they had to let someone come out the priest would come out and Explain to them what was happening and what was going on and so there was things that they were not allowed uh, to experience and then we find in Matthew chapter 27 where the Bible records that when Jesus was crucified when he crowd, uh, cried with a loud voice there that day in verse number 51 it says the veil in the temple was rent from top to, to the bottom and uh, this opened up uh, a whole new world to uh, people that had never experienced it before had never been there before and uh, it was not only opening up uh, the temple for some uh, seemed to close it back up but what God has opened up no man can shut up and uh, so it was it was a representation that now it was time and uh, the time had come where uh, the people of god did not have to stand on the outside any longer but they could enter into the presence of the most holy god and they could experience the glory and the power of god there is one place in the scripture you can find where the children of Israel, uh, when Moses had come down off of the mount, the glory of God over overshadowed uh, the camp, the tabernacle in the wilderness. And it scared them so bad to where they told the congregation, told Moses, says, next time you just get the word of God for us and uh, bring it back to us and tell us what God wants us to hear. But God had a bigger plan, and God had a greater purpose, and God had a greater desire. God did not move on the spur of the moment, and God wasn't making things up as He went, but this was all in the plan and in the will of God. We find that there were things that would keep you out of uh, the temple of God, out of what we would call church today. It was their type of church. We find in Psalms chapter 122, in verses 1 and 2, we find a psalm of David that said, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. David was making reference to the excitement and to the enthusiasm of being able to go into the house of God. Now, I don't know what all of David's uh, thinking here was or what he was trying to relate to us, uh, uh, what was going on, but there are some scholars that seem to believe that there was something in David's family tree that was keeping him out of the house of God. And so, so many, if you if you had something that happened, uh, your fathers had done something, it was passed on to the next generation, uh, to the next generation that they were unable to go into the house of God, that they were unable to worship uh, with everyone else. So finally the time had passed, and David was able to go into the presence of the Lord. And he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go in to the house of the Lord. David had a special love for God's house. Uh, There was a special desire to be in God's house. There was a special desire that David had to build the temple uh, for God's spirit to dwell, for the Ark of the Covenant to dwell in. David felt guilty because he had houses and and people had houses, but there was no house for the Ark of the Covenant to dwell in. David had a desire to build this house of God, but when he started getting the stuff together, the prophet of the Lord returned to his house and said, David, I've got sad news that you will not be able to build the temple that you are desiring to build. Instead of David getting angry because David was a man that shed blood. David was a king that that uh, rose into power and fought many, many battles and uh, many uh, different uh, areas. And the kingdom grew under David. But uh, David was a bloody man because he shed blood. And God would not allow him to build the temple of God. And uh, instead of David getting angry, he said, Surely there is something that I can do. And David said, I might not be able to build the temple that I desire to build, but would God allow me just to gather the materials together, where when my son takes over, that he will be able to build the temple that I have desired to build. So God allowed David... This opportunity, so David went and searched the countryside and different countries and different parts of the known world at that time and brought in materials where he could build, where Solomon could build the temple of God. We are living in a carnal world today. Carnality is, uh, its it's been... Uh, very present in this world since the beginning, since the fall of man. But even so more today that the flesh is being fed. Uh, carnality, the lust of the flesh, the scripture said in First John chapter 2 and verse number 16, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. There is in Romans chapter 8 and verse number 5, through 8 the Scripture said, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things that are of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life, and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against God for it is not subject to the law of God neither indeed can be so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God we are living in a carnal world with carnal desires where a church is no longer the centerpiece of the american family it's sad to say today but church has become uh something far-fetched in a lot of people's mind and a lot of people's uh activities that it's not any longer the most important part of our lives but it's some secondary area of our life if we have time just possibly we might go to the house of god Uh, this country was founded upon God, this country was built. The reason why people came to this area is for uh, religious purposes to serve the God that they so desired to serve. But in the world that we live in today, in society that we live in today, uh, they have taken God out of areas of importance in our lives. And not only they, meaning the government, uh, but we have taken God out of our lives. That God is no longer the center point of our home. I, I can remember uh, talking to an aunt of mine a few years ago that she does not go to church, but uh, had some great uh, uh, family morals about her, and we were discussing our lives of how busy that we get and we seem to fail to have time uh, to all sit around the supper table and, and eat together because we're coming in and we're going at different times and nobody knows what time we're going to be home so uh, that time has fallen by the wayside and and she told me, she said, you need to make it a point uh, that you would come in in the evening and have supper together because that's time that the family sits down and talks about the daily activities. But we today as a society have different things that, that catch our attention and different things that, that occupy our time and different areas that we go to instead of taking time with each other. Amen. I still believe today that a strong family is important in the society that we live. Amen. 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 I believe that we should still be a country that has a strong family. We wonder what's going on with society and what's going on with the world that we live in today. It's because we have lost our focus. Amen. We have lost the meaning of life. The meaning of life is not a bigger home. The meaning of life is not a nicer car. The meaning of life is not how much money that we have in the bank. Because we give ourselves to our jobs and I believe... That a man ought to work, and if he's not working, the scripture said that if he just refuses to work, let him not eat, let him get hungry enough to work. But, but we have focused on minor things of life, and we have put far too much emphasis on minor things, and we have, we are working and we are striving to have more and to do more, and to accomplish more. And at this very time, we are losing the most important things in our life. Amen. The most important thing that God has given us here in this life is our family. Amen. Amen. The most important thing that God has blessed us with Is those little children that was saying these memory verses just a little while ago. Can I get a good old amen from you? Do you still believe this today? But we have put far more emphasis on what we have. We would spend more time washing our vehicle than we would talking to our children. Amen. When we need to spend precious time. We wonder why our teenagers don't have any time for us. It's because a lot of you had no time for them when they were children. You wonder why your children that are grown now don't come by to see you or visit. It's because you never took time to visit with them. Amen. Praise God. Boy, it's quiet here. I guess all of y'all are sleepy this morning. But I come with something on my heart today I want to share with you. We stop at the minor things in life. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. How many this morning woke up excited about church? <laughs> Woo. I wish you had expressed your feelings a little better this morning. Amen. But instead of waking up excited, we wake up and say, oh man, I wish I could sleep late today. But you know, it's Sunday, so I better go to church or I'm going to get in trouble if I don't go to church. But David did not feel that way. He said, it's Sunday and I get an opportunity to go back to the house of God. It's Sunday night and I get an opportunity to go back to the house of God. It's Wednesday midweek Bible study and I get a chance and an opportunity to go back to the house of God. But I can tell a lot of people this morning the reason why we do not find the excitement and the enthusiasm about Going to God's house is because we get to God's house. But that's as far as we go in God's house. Can I tell you that getting to God's house is not quite far enough. It's good to just come to church and just come to church and just be faithful to church. But can I tell you today that you can come to church and really not ever get to church you can come to the house of God but really not ever really just get to the house of God but you're there but you're really not there have you ever been sitting down talking to your children and look at them and they're not paying attention to one word you got to say how many school teachers we got here this morning that you're trying to teach your class and they're looking out through the clear blue yonder. I can remember in our school at home, they made a bad mistake. They put windows all around our classroom. Man, I couldn't get my mind on anything the teacher was saying because I was looking and saying, Boy, if I was just outside, what I could be doing. I was there, but really was not there amen you're you're there, but you're in really a different zone a different a different place. Your mind is wondering you can come to church, but just come to church and not really come to church. You can get to the house of God, but never, never really get to the house of God. Amen. Some of us say, well, God ought to be glad that I'm here. No, we ought to be glad that God allowed us to get here. Amen. 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 There is, there is something about the devil. Now, he'll try to keep you out of the house of God, but getting to the house of God don't really scare him too bad if he can really keep you from getting to the place that you need to be with God. i I I reminded of, of telling about elephants and training them for the circus and training them to do different things. An elephant is very... Large, they're very strong, they have great abilities and and uh, they can pull great weight. But you will see an elephant at a circus or somewhere where they have been trained. And they'll have a little stake drove down in the ground. They'll have a chain tied around that elephant's leg. And that elephant will walk and when he feels that tug, he will not move, he will not Go beyond that point. Although he has the ability to pull that stake up with no problem at all. But first of all, he was chained with the weight that he could not move. And so he would butt up against that. And it would pull him back. And he would go against it. And it would pull him back until he was trained that you cannot go beyond this point. Amen. The devil has put a weight on some of you today that the devil will let you get so far as long as you don't move beyond that point. As long as you don't go any further in the things that God has for you and the miracles that God has for you and the experience that God has for you, the devil is okay with you coming to the house, but just don't get in the house where the glory is falling out. The devil has a ball and chain on your spiritual life. That allows you to go so far. Amen. You look at you look at animals. You look at a big bull that is standing at the gate. Most gates has a little hook that won't carry much weight, that won't hold much pressure, and it's just hooked. A lot of times they just got a little deal screwed in there, got it hooked to the wire, just holding the gate closed, and the cow the big bull will stand there weighing 2,000 pounds and look at that gate and it would be no problem for him to butt up against that gate and move beyond the gate but he has trained that that is as far as you can go Amen. I come to ask somebody this morning Are you satisfied with the experience that you have in God? Are you satisfied with the experience that you experienced 20 years ago? And you have never moved beyond that point. But I've come to challenge you this morning. It's time for each and every one of us under the sound of my voice this morning. To move beyond the gate that the devil has placed in our lives, that there is more to God than what you have experienced in the past. There is more to God than what you have right now. God is ready to take you to another place. God is ready to take you to another level. God is ready to do something great in your life and in your family. But you have got to be willing to move beyond your comfort zone today. (laughs) Hallelujah. 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 We find in Acts chapter 3, the church just experienced the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter number 2. Acts chapter number 3 talks about Peter and John going up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. This was a time at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. The Jews had three different times of prayer through the day. That started at 9 o'clock, at noon, and at 3 p.m. So they were going up at the ninth hour into the temple together. Being the hour of prayer. And they were headed to the temple. And there at the temple there was a gate. And this gate was called beautiful. At the temple of the gate called beautiful was a time. Or in that time was an area where they would bring those who were less fortunate. Those who had disease. Those who had problems, those who had needs, and they would sit at this beautiful place because it was a very, very uh, busy place. And, and they would sit there and they would beg for alms and ask that someone would help them, give them a little money where they could get food and, and a little time where, where they could do a little better for the next day. And uh, there said a certain man, laying from his mother's womb, was carried, whom uh, who was carried. Whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful. This man was at a beautiful place. He was at a place of beauty he was at a place of luxury he was at a place that much money was spent to build but he had no money he was at a place where he could see people walking and going into the temple of god but he could not go because he was carried and some of you this morning has just barely made it into the house of god it's a beautiful place It's a place that we have dedicated to the worship and the praise and the glory of God. But it's much more than that. You can come into this place sick and leave sick. You can come into this place hurting and leave hurting. You can come into this place lost and leave lost. But I want to tell you today, you do not have to come in and leave the same way that you came in to the house of God because there is power in God's house there is deliverance in God's house there is healing in God's house there is hope in the house of God <laughs> hallelujah every day every day this man was carried And he would lay at the gate, and he had his little cot, no doubt. He had his little beggar's coat, no doubt. He had his little cup or his little pan, no doubt. And he would say, give me just a little bit to help me along the way I'm hungry I haven't ate maybe you had a sign that said we'll work for food but you know a man that's crippled and lame on his feet can't do a lot of work for you no manual labor please give me just a little bit maybe you had a sign that would say a veteran of foreign wars could you help God bless you for helping he had all the little cliches and all the little ideas and little opinions of the way things should be and no doubt he had got comfortable laying there he had his little mat laid out a comfortable place to lay even but one there was somebody that come by and challenged him. I want to tell you today. I come by the house of God this morning to challenge somebody to move from where you're at to where God wants you to be. There is more that God has to offer you. Amen. You need to move out of your comfort zone and move beyond the gate. Get. Pass the gate experience into the presence of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God, excuse me. But here he is, comfortable, gotten. You know, some of you have just decided this is life. You ever said that? This is life. This is just what I got to deal with. This is the way it's always been. And the way it's always going to be. Just life. Life was not meant to be miserable. Amen. God does not joy in your misery. But he said the Holy Ghost is joy unspeakable. And full of glory. God didn't mean for you to walk around with a smile upside down. Oh, this is the best I can do. I'm just just a scavenger. I'm raking the bottom all the time. God did not call you to be a scavenger. God did not call you to be the scum of the earth. God did not call you to be a stepchild. But God called you to be His children. You are a child of God. And you don't have to get comfortable with the areas that the devil's placed you in. But I'm going to move. I'm going to move. I'm going to get out. I'm going to move beyond. I'm not staying here. I'm not comfortable here. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God laying there at the gate. Peter and John passes by and he says, Hey, could you help me just a little bit? You got a dime, you got a dollar, you got a quarter, just anything. And they look at him laying there. And they look back, they look at each other. They look back and Peter says, Silver and gold have I none. But I come by with the word today from God to challenge you if you want to do better if you want to move beyond the gate you see he got to a certain place and he could never get inside the gate he was not holy enough because he was lame from his mother's womb he was not good enough to go into the gates of the temple but he said I, I have No silver, and I have no gold. But such as I have, give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That name that is the only powerful name. That name that is the name where sins are remitted. That name that there is healing and deliverance in that name. If you want to get up from where you're at, you got to do it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you want to move inside the gates of the temple, you've got to do it in the name of Jesus. There is no other name given among men whereby you must be saved. (laughs) Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. And he stretched out his hand. When he stretched out his hand, the lame man reached forth and took his hand. He said, I'm tired of being Where I've always been. I'm ready to move beyond. The gate. That I'm at. I'm ready to step. Beyond the place that I've always been laid. See they let me get to a certain place. But I always had to stop. They let me come to church. But I couldn't ever. See what was going on inside. Amen. They. I could hear the noise. I could see the people going in and coming out. Boy, didn't we have church tonight? Have you ever come to the house of God and you see people lifting up their hands? You see people crying. You see people shouting. You see people smiling. You see people running and leaping for joy and you just sit there and you ain't felt anything. You haven't experienced anything. You know why? Because you're staying at the gate. The devil said you can go to the house just don't get involved. I can invite you to my house. And I can have food at my house. And most people that's been invited knows that when you're invited there's food. But I have seen some that would come and say, "Ah." I'm not hungry. I don't really want anything. Man, there's a steak. There's shrimp. There's hot dogs. There's nachos. There's all of these things. I don't want anything. You're at the house and there's plenty at the house but still you leave the same way you come because you don't want what is there or you don't want to put forth the effort or you might say, well, it's a little embarrassing. It's a, I'm a little intimidated. I tell you, something that 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 moves my embarrassment all together is when they have a, a a ribeye steak laying out there. I, I don't get embarrassed over that. You put some good shrimp on the grill. I don't get embarrassed over that. I'm ready to move beyond my hunger into the glory place where I can be filled. You can come to the house of God. And God spreads a table. And God reaches out His hand and said, Hey, you want to move from where you're at to where I want to take you? It's time to step out by faith. But then we're intimidated. There's a gate. I'm a little comfortable here. I don't want to move beyond my comfort zone. I don't want to move out of the place that I am. I don't want to take up my bed. But I want to tell you some people need to get out of their pity party and say, well, quit saying woe is me and how terrible it is that I have it. And say, I'm getting away from the gate and moving into the presence of God and I'm getting under the glory." is being poured out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I do apologize for my voice. I know it's miserable trying to listen at me this morning, but I'm doing the best that I can. And uh, so here, Peter stretches forth his hand. And then the man reaches out and grabs the hand of the Peter of Peter. And then the scripture said he stood up and leaping, stood and walked and walked he leaped to his feet and he began to walk something that he had never done before. Oh I've never done that before. I've never spoken in tongues before. I've never jumped for joy before. I've never run before. I've never done that before. I'm just not really the emotional type. Oh, yes, you are. Everybody has emotions. I really don't get excited about much. Let somebody give you a million dollars and say, Oh, thank you. That's very nice of you. I'm going to enjoy this. No, you'd be screaming, turning flips, running up and down. Some of you get an email from Nigeria saying your long lost cousin has a million dollars he wants to transfer into your account and you just get the himmy jimmies and all excited. If you've done that, don't do it. It's a gimmick. It's not going to happen. Oh, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. I'm excited. You have Emotions. Now when the Holy Ghost falls on you, you may cry, you may run, you may jump, you may fall out, you may smile, you might get happy. But whatever happens, there is some kind of noticeable change that's going to come in your life because you have moved beyond the gate into the presence of the Most High God. Let me encourage you today, God has more for you than you have experienced. God still has more for me than I've ever experienced. Because living for God is a work in progress. When God gets me to where He wants me to be, He's going to take me on to glory. But until then, I keep reaching. I don't want to get comfortable where I'm at, I don't want to stay where I'm at, but I want to go beyond the gate. Leaping and stood walking. And where did he go? The first place that this man went was pretty amazing. You know where the first place he went? He entered with them into the temple. I've heard about it. People walked by and told me, Oh man, we had a time at church today. Oh, man, it was glorious in the house today. Oh, you should have heard the singing today. Oh, you should have heard the preaching today. Oh, you should have seen the worship today. You, you should have experienced the glory of God today. He had heard about it all his life. But the first time in his life, he got to go beyond a place that he had never been before. The gates swung open wide. No longer did the gates restrain him from going to the place that he desired to go. No longer did the gates shut him off from the presence and the glory of God of seeing what was going on on the inside. I come to ask, somebody today are you tired of getting to a certain point and stopping there God has called you to a great experience God has called you to move beyond the place where you're at into the glory of God moving beyond the gate don't get stuck at the gate what happened when he got beyond the gate He went walking, something that he had never done before. Leaping, something that he had never done before. Praising God, something that he had never done before. Then you will have the freedom to praise God like you have never done before. When you move beyond the gate that the adversary... Has placed in your life. I don't know where your gate is located at, but everyone has butted up against something that blocked us at one time or another in our life. Something that hindered us. Something that stopped us. And it felt like we could pray and get to that point and then could not go any further in God because we made it to the gate but the gate is far as far as we was allowed to go but I come to challenge someone today say come to the music brother Jeffrey if you'd come get ready to sing I come to challenge someone today get away from the gate that the devil has placed in your life I know it's a beautiful place and I know you've grown accustomed to that place. And I know you set up a camp around that place. And that place has become a homestead to you. And every day and every service, you get to that same spot. It's an old familiar spot. I don't know what it is about when you get lost. You just start going in circles. I can remember a few years ago, we were duck hunting and some flooded timber there in Stuttgart and uh, me and another young man and we got to duck hunting and forgot which direction we came in or how to get out or where our boat was parked. So when we got time to go we started wandering around and I said you know we got together and we decided what direction the boat was and we took off a walking. As we walked, we walked for quite a long time and about 45 minutes to an hour, I said, you know, the boat wasn't that far. And I got to looking, and we had made it right back to the place where we started. There was our shotgun shell hulls. There was different things that was left there. We take off walking again. We walk for another 30, 45 minutes. And I look up, and we're right back at the place where we started. There's something that you just grow accustomed in. It's kind of like a homing pigeon. You take off and you come right back to the same place. How many times have we come, we made it to the prayer room and we say, tonight is my night. I'm moving beyond a place that I've ever been before. We get into the service. We start worshiping God and there's that old familiar place again. There's that old familiar gate again. Oh, it's a beautiful place. It's nice just to be here. It's nice to look at the chandeliers. Nice to look at the beautiful stained glass. Nice to see everyone. Nice to greet everybody. But there's more to it than that. It's moving beyond that comfort zone into the spiritual realm that God has allowed us to move into. Hanging on Calvary, when the veil and the temple was rent from top to bottom, it gave us an opportunity that no one before us had ever had. That we can move past the gate now. There was always a gate up there. You could only go so far, but now there is no limits to where you can go in God, and what you can experience in God, and what you can have in God but it's up to you silver and gold have I none but such as I have give I unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ I challenge you to move beyond where you're at to where God wants to take you today let's all stand hallelujah Hallelujah. Let's reach out to God. Let's talk to the Lord right now.